Hello and welcome to Prince Track by Track. Today we're going to be talking about Manic Monday from the album Different Light. First recorded on the 4th of February 1984 at Sunset Sound initially with Prince, Apollonia and Brenda Bennett. That's two thirds of Apollonia 6 there. And released uh, on the 23rd of December 1985, recorded by the Bangles. Re-recorded at some point during 1984. I don't have the specifics on that. The track is three minutes and three seconds. And joining me to talk about this is Erin Gambrell. Hello, Erin. Hello. Uh, now, obviously... Obviously, this is not a song that Prince performs. <laughs> um, you know, this is one of the, the first times where I'm covering a track that isn't sung by Prince or released by Prince, should I say, because there have been a few songs where someone else has, you know, taken the lead vocal from Prince. Prince met Susanna Hoffs on a plane journey and he'd spoken to her about how much, you know, he loved her band. Um, and he said to her, as the as the journey finished, I'll write you some songs. And she didn't really think that was going to happen. You know, she said, yes, OK, whatever. Uh, you know, goodbye, Prince. And then a few <laughs> weeks later, in the post, arrived a cassette with two songs on, <laughs> one of which was Manic Monday and the other which was a song called Jealous Girl, which I don't think to this point has ever been released. You know, obviously the Bangles were slightly surprised because they didn't know what this cassette was. And, you know, it came apparently with a, a note from Prince saying, you know, this is these are a couple of songs, you know, if you want to have them. And they listened to them. Uh, obviously, th- they weren't that keen on Jealous Girl. And so, you know, they said thank you, but no thank you. They decided to have Manic Monday. Prince was originally going to put it on an Apollonia 6 album, but he he kept it back for some reason. Um, and then obviously, you know, passed it on to them. You know, which I guess is kind of just... Uh, it's one of those things, isn't it, where, you know, if he just put this on a an, on an Apollonia 6 album, then maybe nobody would have ever heard of the song. Oh, never. You know, it's funny when you think about that, like, plain conversation and how she might have just thought he was being, like, polite or, like, that thing that artists do where you're like, sure, we'll collaborate, whatever. But from <laughs> one thing I've learned about Prince from, you know, just reading about him and hearing about him and certainly your podcast is, like, it seems like he never says anything fully in jest. Like, he means what he says and so if he says yeah. i'm gonna record some songs whatever i'll send them your way like yeah you can be sure to expect that cassette in the mail so i i love that about him and and that is something obviously that he did with a number of other artists where he would right. just he would i mean there was even there were even a few occasions where you know where where prince would just write a song and send it off to someone without ever having spoken to them or anything and they would just get a song in the mail and then <laughs> You know, they, uh, some of them would say, "Yeah, okay, I'll you know, I'll I'll put my vocals on this," or some of them would just send it straight back to Prince and be like, "No, thank you very much." You know, like, <laughs> but in this case, you know, um, it wasn't solicited, but you know, certainly, uh, you know, the Bangles were happy to have the song, and Prince had given them the option of you know just taking his vocals and um, and Apollonia and Brenda's vocals off the track and just kind of recording their own vocals. You know, they didn't want to do that. You know, Susanna Hoffs right. um, in interview she said she heard the song you know Manic Monday and she knew this was going to be a big hit and so she wanted to make sure that they kind of put their stamp on it and re-recorded the track and if you listen to the demo that Prince did Mm -hmm. it's a really good song but it it still does sound you know it's a demo so it doesn't sound completely finished yeah Um, you know the vocals sound a little bit sleepy yeah well I mean you have Apollonia and that you know She's, it's not as sweet. It's not as sweet as what the Bengals turned out. I would say. Yeah, and it's a little bit slower. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not much longer, but it, it's still. It isn't quite as kind of upbeat mm-hmm. and 
Um, you know, the kind of the riff that everyone thinks of with this song, which is that that kind of wonderful piano riff. Mm-hmm. It isn't really, it isn't kind of as, as emphasized as it is in the kind of Bangles version. You know, so they kind of, they re-record mostly everything. Apparently there is a little bit of Brenda Bennett's kind of backing vocals somewhere in the mix. Oh, interesting. That they used as a bit of a guide. So, you know, people have kind of said, you know, that's the, that's the only thing that kind of remained from the Prince version. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the main, the main thing that, that sells this song is kind of the story that's being told, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and how how relatable it is this idea of kind of I mean it, well, it, it always strikes me as funny that Prince wrote this song because I don't think <laughs> in the world of Prince that a Monday existed right <laughs> I don't think Monday was then. I mean, actually, um, Maite has said that, you know, Prince wrote a number of spiritual songs on a Sunday. Um, so maybe that's the only difference for Prince between like a Sunday and a Monday yeah. is that, you know, he did his more spiritual songs on a Sunday. But for, for Prince, you know, he could wake up whenever he wanted. He could go to sleep whenever he wanted. You know, there was never yeah. a panic of of like waking up at six o'clock and having to go to a job. Yeah, he didn't have a schedule to adhere to. You know, so that always kind of amuses me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so like... But the, the kind of the story that's being told and, you know, particularly the, 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 you know, the way that, I mean, Susanna Hoff's voice in this is just so perfectly suited to the kind of the material, you know, yes. like the, the way she sings the, the song, uh, you know, like you said, it's very sweet. Mm-hmm. And um, you don't, I mean, I wouldn't say there's like panic in her voice, mm-hmm. but she at least sounds like somebody who has woken up on a six o'clock on a Monday and kind of being annoyed that she was in the middle of a dream. Yeah. You know, like at least she kind of manages to get that across. Whereas um, with Prince and Apollonia, it sounds like they're still kind of half asleep. Yeah. She um, sounds like, Susanna Hoff sounds like a working girl. Like, like she's been used to the nine to five and Prince and Apollonia definitely sound like they are clearly artists, which they are like inferring what that would be like to be someone who works a <laughs> nine to five. But Susanna Hoff, yeah, you're right. It sounds like, she relates to that and her voice is hurried and um, chipper yeah. and very, yeah, very cute. And of course, you know, the, the, the other members of the Bangles um, who were doing the kind of the, the backing vocals, yes. um, they really kind of, they really kind of add to it, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, I think it's, uh, is it the sisters, Debbie and Vicky Peterson, who are kind of doing the backing vocals? Mm-hmm. Um, and like every, every time that, you know, Susanna Hoff sings a line, they kind of keep adding these little kind of, you know, the kind of the ooze underneath. Yeah. Um, and it gives it a little bit of a kind of uh, like a 60s girl group feel a little bit. Definitely. You know. Yeah. And uh, and I think that's it. I mean, it kind of really sells the song. Yeah. You know, the, the kind of the idea of uh, of the fact that all three of these women kind of understand the, the panic yeah. of getting up at six o'clock on a Monday. Yeah. Well, it ele- I think it elevates it to being, um, it elevates like the mundane. Like clearly she's talking about a mundane subject, yeah. but then they are the kind of Greek chorus that elevates it to, you know, the beauty beautiful pop art that it actually is you know we start with you know like a, a perfect kind of story where you know we get Susanna saying six o'clock already I was just in the middle of a dream <laughs> and and for the second time in a Prince song we get a reference to Rudolph Valentino where she says I yep. was kissing <laughs> Valentino by a crystal blue Italian stream and I just I love the kind of the rhyming of dream with you know Italian stream I mean mm-hmm. you know uh, and then, of course, she goes, but I can't be late because then I, I guess I just won't get paid. <laughs> and then, of course, she says, these are the days when you wish that your bed was already made. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, I, again, I don't think Prince ever in his life would have made a bed. I, I have a feeling, <laughs> you know, my image of Prince is that he would have got got out of bed in his, his kind of, you know, personalized pajamas. And as he steps up, someone from behind would just quickly run in, 
and kind of make <laughs> what I'm assuming are, you know, silk sheets, kind of just make the bed instantly behind him so that by the time he turns yeah. around, it's already done. Or or he never had a made bed because unmade beds are kind of sexy in a way. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, he just left it as a big old pile of sheets and whatever. Yeah. Although yeah. in this case, obviously, an unmade bed is just the fact that, you know, someone wants to get, you know, the house tidy before they leave to go to work. Right, um, right, right. So, you know, and then, of course, we get the chorus, which, you know, is is kind of perfect where, you know, she says it's just another manic Monday. And then, of course, you know, the sentiment everyone can agree with. I wish it was Sunday because that's my <laughs> fun day. My I don't have to run day. It's just another manic Monday. And, I, you know, obviously the kind of turn of phrase that Prince finds here with the kind of my I don't have to run day is just like kind of yeah. such a perfect idea of, you know, like what the weekend is. It almost sounds like. Beach Boys lyrics, like when you think, I don't know, like that, that's how I feel about like early, early career Beach Boys lyrics, of like wish it were a Sunday, like I could just see them, yeah, see them singing that. And we get the story of, I mean, <laughs> here's the thing, she's getting up at six, but she doesn't have to get to work mm-hmm. until nine. That seems like mm-hmm. a, I mean, she could have had a little bit of a lion for, I don't know, like an hour and a half or something. I don't know how long it's going <laughs> to take her to get to work, but I mean, myself personally, yeah. it. You know, from when I'm when I wake up to when I get in work is only about an hour. So, um, you know, maybe find a better job, Susanna, something a bit closer to you, you know, or find or find a better apartment, something closer to work. Maybe I don't know, you know, but kind of cut that journey down. And she says, have to catch an early train, got to be at work by nine. And probably, you know, one of the best lyrics in the song. And if I had an airplane, I still couldn't make it on time. Yeah. Um, You know. Because uh, it takes me so long to figure out what I'm going to wear. Now, that's a kind of mildly sexist line from Prince. You know, the <laughs> idea that maybe she's getting up at six because she's got a lot of work to do in terms of, you know, yeah. getting a face on and, and, you know, finding clothes. Although, I mean, if Prince, I don't know that he originally wrote this necessary for, I mean, well, yes, he did. But like, if he's thinking of his his own voice, male or female, whatever... I could see him taking very long time yeah. to get what yeah. he's going to wear. I guess that might, yeah, if it's Prince. And Kiss Valentino by a Crystal Blue <laughs> Italian stream too. Who knows? Like, you know. I guess, I guess it does make sense, yeah, that, that probably Prince would take just as long as anybody to get ready. Um, yes. And then, of course, I, I, you know, something that I'm sure many people relate to, blaming on the train, but the boss is already there. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, now my experience, um, you know, having been working for a couple of decades, is that generally the person who gets paid the most is normally the last to arrive. They're not the most <laughs> punctual. So, you know, maybe you could get away with it uh, in my workplace of kind of giving the excuse uh, to the boss. <laughs> and then we get the kind of the middle eight. This is kind of the the most kind of princey part of the song, I would say, in terms yes, of yes, like yes. If, if you imagine Prince singing it, this is the, the part where you could probably imagine you know, him him doing that. And, you know, in, in the interview that I saw, the Bangles said, like, in the entire song, the only thing that they would never have kind of come up with is the part about the bedroom voice. Yeah. They're like, that's really, you know, that's all Prince. And they would never, they would never really yeah. have come up with that. Or let's go make some noise. Yeah, no, but that, that, that little couplet, they're like, we would never have, you know, yeah. be, like, as they were, like, kind of, uh, women in their early 20s they were like we would never have like thought of putting that into a song and kind of and she she says you know all of my nights why did my lover have to pick last night to get down which you know, to get down that's such a prince lyric to get down i like the fact that we find out that you know the the reason why she's been you know in the middle of this dream and why she's going to end up being late for work is because her lover you know has been he's yeah. is the cause of this she had a late night yeah which is <laughs> the reason of this kind of mundane thing of being late for work 
you know, of yeah. course with Prince it has to do with some sex. Right, right, right. And, you know, he, he says, doesn't matter that I have to feed the both of us employments down. <laughs> I mean, yeah. which kind of a little bit of kind of politics there from, you know, Prince, the early 80s and Reaganomics and all that. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. And then, of course, he tells me in his bedroom voice, come on, honey. Let's go make some noise. Now there is a live, there is a live performance of Prince with the um, the Bangles singing this song, and he is the one who, when when Susanna says he tells yeah. me in his bedroom voice, Prince gets onto the mic and says, "Come on, honey, let's go make some noise." And you know, <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of almost, I would have loved if they'd have kept Prince singing that part on like their version of the song because that would have just been <laughs> yeah. so perfect. Um, yeah. You know, and obviously we get the the harmony saying time it goes so fast when you're having fun, <laughs> which yeah, you know, <laughs> it, which is a you know a truism as it is, but in this particular case it's applied to something very specific in the song. Yeah. And then you know we get the chorus a couple more times before the song kind of goes to that that kind of there's almost like a on the keyboards there's almost like a kind of little string thing, which is how the song kind of finishes is just with that kind of that sound mm-hmm. at the very end. Yeah, and it finishes as most of my favorite songs do with someone saying the title Manic Monday. Those are the final words. It's just a manic, yep. just a manic Monday. Um, yeah, you know that's the song. And I think it's funny because, you know, this, the kind of the story, we never find out if she's early for work or late for work or <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of specific, but not that specific. You know, yeah. the, the main the kind of the, the where we leave it is the, the kind of the lamentation of the middle eight where she's wondering about her lover rather than thinking mm-hmm. about work. And that kind of fits with Prince, you know, like obviously he's, he's introducing this kind of mundane idea of, you know, being late for work. And then by the time we finish, it's, you know, the reason why they were late. And, right. and you know, obviously it turns out to, to, to be kind of more related to, to Prince than, you know, maybe what the Bangles would have sung about. Yeah. Um, but I but, do like know. that juxtaposition because her voice is so cute and sweet of her saying these not quite dirty things, but like, like, like you said, that they said that they would have never said those lyrics on their own. But like, it's because her voice is, is not Prince's voice. It makes it even more, I don't know, like um, taboo, I guess. Yeah. Uh, in like a, in a fun way. I'm not sure. Yeah. I like that though. It, there's, there's another song that it kind of reminds me of, which is the Monday Monday by the Mamas and the Papas, kind of yes. with the, you know, with the harmonies and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's and you know the song did really well for the Bangles. It was their first hit. Mm-hmm. It got onto the, the the Billboard charts about a month after it was released on January 25th, 1986. You know, it spent a long time on the charts and it took all the way until like April um, before it managed to get to number two. Um, and it was blocked from getting to number one by Prince with Kiss. <laughs> so <laughs> Kiss was both, you know, Prince had a number one single and technically speaking, a number two single, um, yeah. you know, at, at the same time, uh, which, you know, in the 80s, you know, kind of remarkable. Mm-hmm. Yes. It, it, I mean, the song did well everywhere. You know, it got to number three in Australia, uh, got to number two in Germany, Ireland, uh, Austria, um, I don't know why, but for some reason in the Netherlands and Belgium, it only got to 24 and 19. Um, huh. Got to number five in New Zealand. Uh, over here, it got to number two. You know, in America, it got to number two. Um, and on the US Adult Contemporary, which I feel is a chart that Prince would never chart on. No. Um, it got to number <laughs> 10. Um, so, wow. you know, it, it did really well. You know, it's certified silver over here, which, you know, uh, at the time you had to sell a lot of records to kind of, um, you know, get any kind of certifications. Hmm, um, right. And you know, in the for the entire year of of eighty six, eighty seven, you know, it may it was the forty eighth highest selling single 
uh, in the U.S. I believe it. I remember. I mean, I was a kid, and I remember that being on the radio all the time, for sure. Yeah. I mean, this is the weird thing is I, when I became like a fan of Prince, I remember kind of going back and thinking, you know, I, I, I you know, I wasn't a, a Prince fan in the 80s, but I remember hearing like Alphabet Street and I remember hearing, oh, you know, Purple yes. Rain and When Doves Cry. And and then I also started realizing that Prince had written songs for other people. And I remember hearing Manic Monday mm-hmm. like everywhere in, you yeah. know, like in 1986. It was just, you know, it was just kind of, you know, played so so much at the time. And obviously I probably never had any idea of what the lyrics were kind of getting at, <laughs> um, you know. Yeah. And interestingly, this is kind of one of the times where Prince... Um, you know, he wrote under a pseudonym. Um, in this case, he was just he was just credited as Christopher. Christopher, yes, yeah. that's one of my favorite of his pseudonyms. It's, it's so plain. I love it. Which obviously is kind of like a reference to Christopher Tracy from yeah. Under the Cherry Moon. Yes, you know, because yes. he played the character Christopher there as well. Um, so you know, it's just it's just kind of you know it's kind of odd um, that, yeah. that you know this is this is a Prince song and and it was such a big hit and. Mm-hmm. You know, and it just becomes one of those things where, um, you know, it becomes like a trivia question where people are like, you know, name some songs written by Prince right. that were, you know, hits that he didn't record. I actually, it's funny you say that. I used to run um, a trivia contest for, um, it was like a pub quiz for the, the library I used to work at. And uh, one of my last ones there was, it was a Prince category. And this, um, his, his uh, what songs he wrote for other people was one of the was one of the questions yeah. so this was definitely on there yeah <laughs> it's funny i'm thinking about how often i heard it on the radio like i said when i was a kid and i bet this song was like a radio dj's like a morning radio dj's dream because they're always yeah. looking for like relatable stuff and like you know to play it on a monday like at, at between <laughs> like 8 and 9 a.m when people are actually literally getting ready to go to work like they this is perfect for them so i don't know if that's I, thinking about prince i nothing i put nothing past him that that might have been like <laughs> intentional or not you know to be like how to maximize my my uh, my stream here how to maximize uh, my coverage i guess the weird thing is like the only christmas kind of related song that prince wrote was another lonely christmas which is about like you know the death of if like a, his girlfriend or something <laughs> so, <laughs> right. like I, I you know he's not one for writing kind of like no. cynical songs but yeah the you know the idea that you've basically got a song which will always get airplay on a monday yes on even any today. kind of like drive time radio yeah i mean you know I, it's it's like a, it's like when people try to think of like a holiday that doesn't have a song and they're, right. like, and they're like, and they're like, let's write a song for this holiday so that we always get played. Right, exactly. Um, and Pr- Prince managed to do that for just you know a, a Monday for morning, a day of the week. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, obviously, I think I should say five out of five. You know, it's yes. it's, oh my it's gosh. kind of like you know, it's one of the best kind of songs that Prince wrote but didn't record. And I think as well, like the Bangles themselves, like. You know, having this from the point of view of like Prince kind of trying to wake up early on a Monday morning and get to work <laughs> seems completely unrealistical and really wouldn't sell the song. But right. having the bangles do it is, you know, it kind of works perfectly. Yeah. And obviously, you know, it's such a giant hit for them. You know, you can even find versions of like Susanna Hoff's playing it 
you know, acoustically, you know, in the last few years. Right. Uh, and it's interesting to watch them because there's an American bandstand performance where they're clearly miming because there's no yeah. keyboard player anywhere. They couldn't even <laughs> like just hire someone to stand next to a keyboard and pretend like get one, get one of the, you know, the sisters to, to stand <laughs> next to a keyboard and pretend to play the keyboard for the song, um, you know, because it has such a distinctive kind of keyboard hook. Yes. yes, that yes. You'd think they would at least try to mime someone doing that, um, you know. Um, now, it's worth saying that the song of Obviously, you know, itself is technically speaking a cover, but, you know, it's not really. Um, But it has, you know, there are a number of covers, um, you know, that I was able to find. The most recent of which was by a band called Blossoms, Mm. uh, which... I, you know, it was kind of, to me, it's kind of felt like a, I mean, I think they're too modern to be emo, but that was kind of the <laughs> vibe that I got from them. Mm-hmm. Um, and interestingly enough, the lead singer that plays the same guitar that Susanna Hoffs plays, uh, yeah, which I think is the, is the same guitar that John Lennon used to play, which is like a Gretsch. Mm-hmm. Um, or I might, I might be confusing it with uh, George Harrison. I think George Harrison played a Gretsch. Um, but yeah, so it's like a black and white guitar with like a, a very wide white scratch plate with like four kind of buttons in the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, I thought that was an enjoyable enough version. Yeah, it's it's more, it's like Baroque pop-y, which is, I, I love that genre. Um, but yeah, it's a little, it's a little light. That, those nice like galloping keyboards in the back that kind of go on the whole time almost. Yeah. Which is really nice. And uh, there's a version that was done in 2014 by Sophie Ellis-Bexter, uh, which, you know, to, to, to Neil British listeners, I'm sure they will know who that is, um, because oh, I know who Sophie Ellis. Yeah, I mean she uh, she defeated murder on the dance floor. <laughs> well, <laughs> before before that, she uh, she defeated uh, Victoria Beckham to the number one slot uh, in the in the UK pop charts, and that was a, a big deal. Oh, really? uh, yeah, she got to number one, and Victoria Beckham got to number two, um, and you know that was quite a big deal over here. Uh, but yeah, she had, and the thing with Sophie Ellis Bexter is she she pronounce she pronounces words in a very specific way. And oh, so, she's so British in that cover. <laughs> yeah. That's that literally what I wrote down in all capital letters was so British. <laughs> yeah, she's not one to kind of sing in an accent other than her own. No. And so she, yeah. you know, she well, particularly in the song Murder on the Dance Floor, she pronounces it dance floor. Dance floor. Yeah. yeah. So she has a very specific yeah. way of singing it. So, you know, Manic Monday becomes Monic Monday and you know, like it's Monic it's Monday. kind of it's so yeah. weird that, you know, she the way she pronounces all the words kind of changes the feel of the song yeah. slightly. Um, is she like I don't really know anything about her as a British personality. Is she more of like a posh person, or like yeah. what would you guys categorize her as? I wonder if that's like, maybe <laughs> is that part of it. Like, do posh people are they less likely to like tone down their accent for pop songs? Maybe I don't know. That's I well, I mean, she just sings with her natural voice. Basically, she doesn't like. Mm-hmm. In fact, her biggest hit, which you know, which I mentioned, where she defeated Victoria Beckham uh, to reign over the charts. Uh, was the song "If This Ain't Love," um, you know, by uh, Groove Jet? She was the she was the vocalist, and uh-huh. she objected because she said she would never say "ain't." Um, <laughs> so even though the title of the song was "If This Ain't Love," she 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 said later, "I would never say the word ain't." Um, that's great. So, but yeah, so that's you know that's quite fun. Um, and yes, then the, you know there was a cover by a band called Bell X One, which I don't know much about. Um, mm. But you know that was kind of again had kind of like an indie vibe. Yeah, it was very that was sweet and like yeah. acoustic. I think wasn't it acoustic? Yeah, and it, it was kind of close. I think it was it was like a you know as the, a lot of these are it was like a radio session where you know obviously they had to choose a song right. and they they picked this one. Um, and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't overproduced or anything because obviously it was just like kind of a live performance. But yeah, I thought that was quite a good version. Um, now, the yeah. only kind of group who kind of have a, a legit cover 
uh, is Reliant K. I don't know anything about Reliant K, but they their version, which was from yeah. 2004, it's kind of like a punk version. Of, They're a pop punk band. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, kind of a, yeah, yeah, more of a pop punk type feel. Yeah. When you sent me the cover, like the list of the covers and I saw Reliant K, I was like, even before I click on this, I know exactly how this is going <laughs> to sound. And then when, yeah, it's, it sounds exactly like what you would think a Reliant K cover of Manic Monday would sound like. But it's fun. I mean, they're a fun band. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, it's like, I, I thought they might change uh, Valentino. I thought they might tr- like try and change the lyric, yeah. but they kept the lyric. And I was like, well, yeah. you know, good on them for just keeping it. You yeah. know, like obviously that, <laughs> you know, some people might feel funny about dreaming about kissing Valentina by a, right. a an Italian stream, but you know, they just went with it. Um, and you yeah. know, that was, I think that's the only one that was kind of released as a, as an actual single rather than, you know, just as kind of like a, you know, just a cover done in, in under other circumstances. Uh, but yeah. yeah, no, I think that was. I think all of these were kind of like really good, kind of different versions of yeah. of the song. I don't think any of them. I think that the kind of the Bell X one kind of stuck a little closer to the the original version, but the others mm-hmm. kind of really yeah. kind of went in slightly different directions, and you know, kind of showed that obviously, you know, if you've got a well written song, you can kind of do yeah. whatever you want with it, and it still kind of holds up. Um, yeah, I think it's a testament to like how good the the bones of that song are that you can give a lot of treatments to it and it still still seems like a hit however you perform it it did well for the bangles obviously you know uh i think was it the following year they had like walk like an egyptian it was like their next kind of big hit which you know suited susanna hoff's eyes which are you know kind of <laughs> the, the like the, in the entire the walk like an egyptian video obviously everyone does the kind of like the egyptian with the arms but it, a large portion of that video is literally just on susanna hoff's eyes as she looks from <laughs> side to side and you know yeah. they are they're completely suited for that purpose in the video, um, mm-hmm. you know, because even you know even now she if you can't recognize Susanna Hoff by anything else you can recognize her by her eyes, um, yes, you know, and so you know it's it's kind of this is kind of the first time that Prince kind of ventured out beyond you know his own kind of proteges, you know, he'd right. obviously written stuff for the time, he'd written stuff for Vanity, he'd written stuff for Apollonia, um, you know, I think at this point he was recording an album with jill jones you know like so people who were close to prince you know had already kind of you know done songs with him this is the first time that someone kind of got a song from prince and then kind of recorded it and had a hit and it was you know kind of nothing to do with prince aside from you know the initial writing and uh, you know so i think it's worth kind of pointing out that this is you know the first of you know there's there's a few times where prince did this where he he would write songs for other people and uh, and they would kind of end up being hits um, yeah. And obviously, you know, there were a few times where people covered Prince and, and they had hits. Um, unfortunately, one of those was Tom Jones and the Art of Noise with Kiss, which, uh, <laughs> you know, was a complete and total mess. I mean, that's just not just not a good cover version. Uh, but anyway, that's just my personal preference. Uh, so is there anything else that you think we need to say about Manic Monday? No, it's a great song. I'm glad. Uh, yeah, I'm glad we talked about it. Well, then let's go to plugs. Is there anything you wish to plug, Erin? Um, yeah. So I um, host a podcast called Ladies Who Library. Um, and I talk about being a public librarian, but also about what I'm currently watching, reading, listening to, as well as whoever I have on as my guest um, talks about that. And you can find us wherever you download podcasts or at ladieswholibrary.com. Great stuff. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track, uh, or you can follow us on Twitter at Prince Podcast, or you can email us, not sure where you would, at princetrackbytrack at gmail.com. Thanks for being my guest on this bonus episode, Erin. Sure. Thanks for having me. And uh, otherwise, goodbye.